That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. My childhood was much more like uh, the kids on Stranger Things. Not the demigorgon part, but just the, the riding bikes around, being at other people's houses, the suburban part of that show. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Billman. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without Google or check fact-checking each other. We talk about from our, some of our own experiences, some things we've heard, some things we've observed. Sometimes it's just stories. And they usually have the other guy saying, that don't sound right. At some point in the conversation, one of us says that don't sound right. Or both of us say that don't sound right. So something's going to happen tonight, it seems like. Uh, You were wanting to tell me something about some structures or something you used to build as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So if you grew... So in North Carolina, North Carolina is a tobacco state. And so used to, you would hang tobacco. Now, I want to... uh, There's got to be a disclaimer here. I grew up in Cary. I grew up in the quintessential suburban neighborhood, okay? Yeah. Latchkey kid in the 80s. You know, I did not grow up on a farm. So, so not, you know, you do have this persona, though. What's that? That you did grow up on a farm. I think it's because I talk about my grandparents' farm. Yeah. But I did not grow up on a farm. Because I have this view of you that <laughs> you have just spent your life on a farm. No. Nope. Driving tractors. No. Nope. Uh, waking up early in the morning, oh, no. slaughtering chickens and cows, no. and being got on by your dad because you didn't do your chores on the farm. No. So, and this is not it. Right. So that's why I wanted to just make this sure. This is I, I so not, disappointing. I, I did not want to. I want to make sure I am not <laughs> claiming anything that is not my own. I grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> My childhood was much more like uh, the kids on Stranger Things. Not the demigorgon part, but just the the riding bikes around, being at other people's houses, the suburban part of that show. Yeah, yeah. That in the 80s. The mall. I'm crushed. Yeah. So (laughs) in Cary, we would ride our bikes to the mall or ride our bikes to the the movie theater. Uh, And all without helmets. Without helmets. All right. Living on a cul-de-sac, so All I don't right. want to. I do not want to. Yeah, thanks so, for clearing yeah. that up because I really do have this view of you that yeah, yeah no. you're just uh, you know always wearing overalls and <laughs> no, I grew up in a man. The, I, grew up, I grew up <laughs> in in the in the classic suburban area. I mean, Cary was a bedroom community. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah for already for the Research Triangle Park, and when IBM came, it blew up. Right, and it was a commuter neighborhood. You know, everybody would drive into the, yeah, the yeah. park or wherever they went and come home at night. Subdivision after subdivision, right? Yes. So I need to dispel that I am laying claim to any okay. anything that is not mine. Was there at least a farm or a field in your backyard? Uh, at different times, we did. We lived in Rocky Mount. There was a big field in our backyard, okay. and in Cary, we had this huge area of woods that we had access to. All right. Um, and so we there was we could run around in the woods, uh-huh. which will come into this podcast at some point. So what did you do? But 
tobacco farms, before they went to what they called bulk barns, these tobacco barns, you had tobacco sticks. And it was just a stick maybe five feet long, maybe, or six feet long, and maybe yeah. maybe half inch by half inch. Half inch by Yeah, half. square. Maybe a little bigger than that. Maybe an inch by so inch. So they're not round, they're square. Yeah, almost, yeah they're square, almost like a baluster on a... Okay. Just a little thinner than a baluster on a deck. All right. And uh, so you'd have just hundreds of these things laying next to the back barn and, and what people would use them for. And again, I did not crop... Christy crop tobacco. I okay, did not. all right. Christy grew up... So Christy, your wife, is really the farmer of the company. Well, she grew up in a, she grew in up in a smaller farm. town, but she worked in tobacco fields. Okay. I did not. She worked in the tobacco fields? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll need to get her out here. Yeah, but I did not. Okay. Um, the... Uh, but they had just hundreds of these tobacco sticks uh, laying next to barns. And what, what you, from what my dad would tell me, what they would do is when they would harvest tobacco, you would tie a bunch of the leaves together, and then it would drape over the stick, and you'd get a bunch of the leaves on the stick, and then you would hang it in the tobacco barn. Right. And the heat from the heaters would cure the tobacco. Right. I've so, seen these. They'd have a little furnace. Yeah. They would burn wood to keep the heat in there and then mm. the open then the sides kind of have slats that opened up to let the air flow through yeah. so you, right. you wouldn't get mold on your tobacco somebody yeah okay. and it would and so you would line the tobacco up on these rafters going up into the barn and the heat would go up through there and cure the tobacco okay all right but when you weren't hanging tobacco on it there was hundreds of these sticks laying there sure which my cousins and I put to good use, and so I will show you a picture just so you can get an idea of this. This is a this is more of a playpen than a tobacco stick house, but you see that structure made out. Of, I'm showing you a picture. Oh yeah, there we go. There's a picture. Yeah, of, okay. it's just a square of tobacco okay, sticks laid like on top like of a each other, log cabin, like a log cabin. Right. And so you would stack these sticks in a log cabin style, right. and you would make a little like a big like a pen that you could play in. Right. But as we got older and more creative, uh, especially my my cousins were extremely talented at this. All right, we could build those things up two or three st- stories, not Story. not thirty feet, but right. levels, two or three levels. All right. And so you start so with the multi-level, yeah. stick right. forts. Yeah. So when we we're at my grandparents' farm, and all these tobacco sticks were available to us, so you'd start stacking them, and it would be big enough for us to sit. In there. So let's back up. Where are the sticks yeah. coming from again? Your your. So this is your grandparents. My grandparents' tobacco farm. They had tobacco farms. Yes. So this is your exposure to the farm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're down there, and there's hundreds of these sticks next to the tobacco barn, and so you would get them all out, and you start laying them like a like a log cabin, and then you yeah. get in there. But then you thought, you know, what, we could put a roof on this. Sure. So we build it up high enough, and you put a roof on it. Well, then how would you put? What's the roof made out of? The tobacco More sticks. More sticks. Right. But then you think, well, now we've got another level. We can create a, an opening, you know, not make the whole floor out of sticks, but yeah. make a part of it open. And All now right. you can go up on top of the roof. Okay. And then you start building again. You build another level. You start laying your sticks. Well, this is sound pretty wobbly. Yeah. Well, it can once it starts getting bigger for two reasons. Because now... The only way you can get inside the structure is if you push maybe five or six of the sticks in, uh-huh. and it creates a spot where you can go down. Oh yeah, yeah down. down okay, I see, I see. And then once you get in the structure, you again. go up again, and you do that, and then you create openings as you go up. And so, once you're in the structure, you're in. 
There's yeah. no there's no way out. There's no right. windows or doors or anything sure. like that. And then um, the higher up you get, of course, the more wobbly because these sticks aren't they're not precision cut sticks. Right. Well, they look like branches. Right. Well, that, the ones I showed you were that was a not the true. Okay. Back, that okay. was a mix. So these are more like yeah. These are cut. Sticks. They're okay. all uniform length, typically, and relatively uniform size, but still, right. you know, they've worn out there for a long time. Did you get any tobacco stains, tannins on your hands? You know, I've never thought about that. I'm sure we did. Did you reek of tobacco? No. No. No, no, no. Did you can smell it. Yeah, you okay. can smell them sometimes. What did it smell like? Did it smell tobacco. good? Or was yeah. It, was it smell it? it? Yeah, you can smell the tobacco in the barn. Too. Okay. But you had, um, so the higher up this went, because you had pushed those five or six sticks in, you now inherently had a fairly unstable structure because your base was only, wasn't square okay, anymore. Right. Yeah, your base was kind of wobbly. So tell me, how old are you guys when you're doing this? I remember doing hey, this. 17, 18? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your cinnamon toothpaste. Well, that picture of me, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, that picture of me, I'm probably three, three years old, but I mean, Probably as soon as any of us could stack sticks together, we started stacking. If anyone's listening for the fir- listening to this for the first time, two episodes ago we talked about cinnamon. No, three episodes ago we talked about cinnamon sticks, and that was my uh, allusion to that. So yeah, so we would build these up, and I think I can't remember exactly, but I think we had one of those claps on us one time. I would think you'd remember that. <laughs> I just vaguely remember. I don't know if I blocked it from my mind, but I want to think. I think we had one build up three or four levels, if yeah. not higher, and it it went over with us in it, or with some of us in it. I don't yeah. know who was in it. So who all? So who all participated in these? Just any of the cousins that happened to be okay. around on the day you were building one. But yeah, I think one went over. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure any of my my brother, any of my cousins listening, will um, somebody will recall whether, or they might even have a picture of the big one that got built because it was. I remember one going up like three or four or more levels. So yeah, what's the tallest you feel like you made? I think the tallest was. Maybe four levels. Four like, levels? Yeah, maybe. Including three. the ground level. Ground, the ground one, level. Two, three, three, four, and a roof. Well, and then you wouldn't have a roof on the top because then it would be like a fort. You could go up on the top one, you leave okay. it open, and then you could see off okay. you know, you if could, anybody was attacking your you fort. You could survey the, the North 40. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the um, I want to do uh, interject right now our, our sponsor. Not our sponsor. I call it a sponsor every time. Wonderfully Made Designs. Is a small business specializing in custom made t shirts and decals. Contact Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs 139.14. The numbers matter. I just remember the numbers matter. It's Wonderfully Made Designs 13914. Use code TDSR10 for a 10% discount off your first order. See, so we have our own, we have our first coupon code. That makes us a very legitimate. At least three of us think we're legitimate. Yeah, that's right. So we, would, we were talking about building structures, and it, you probably did the same. I mean, we would build clubhouses. Yeah, but nothing, not, nothing like this. I, I well, guess this is I, like having Lincoln lo- like adult true, Lincoln uh, logs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I don't think we've ever our, – all our stuff was ground level. We, we usually st- stayed on the ground, or we would go underground. Sometimes you'd find kind of a natural ditch, and then you just put a roof on it. Right, yeah. And then cover it with leaves, yep. and then you kind of – Hide out in there. Yeah. Or yeah. So we'd have like caves, and like in like you have a hedge or something, and you could get behind it, 
and oh, build, yeah, build a clubhouse. That's right. So my neighbor's little boy, he's got uh, a hedge. Your neighbor right now. Right now. Their little boy's got one that's kind of walled out behind a hedge, and he calls it the bat cave. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but or you'd find a bunch of scrap wood back in the woods, mm-hmm. and you would build some kind of makeshift lean-to or teepee kind of structure or whatever. Yeah, four stories, though. I mean, that's pretty tall. It was pretty tall. That is pretty tall. And it was so pretty teetery, too. Help me understand how big of a square are we talking here. It's probably five by five, All six right, by six. that's pretty big. That's a yeah. lot of sticks. That's a lot of sticks. And when that thing came crashing down, I've clearly no one's gotten it. This must was this also the kind of the time when you're building rafts out of milk jugs? Milk jugs, yeah. I um, I don't remember anybody getting permanently hurt. No, no. I mean, yeah. but um, but any of those kind of structures we built as kids in the woods had some. <laughs> so even if it was on the ground, there was some danger to it because there was probably nails and just nailed through things and. Sticking out in all ways. So I was trying to think of some modern day structures we mm-hmm. as adults build right. that people look at and say, "Huh, what is that? What is that? What were they thinking?" Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think of are deer blinds, deer hunting blinds. Well, they've gotten more and more complex. They're very, they're, they can be very sophisticated, but the, the simplest, most rudimentary kind, mm. you know, are just maybe a couple pallets put yeah. together up on stilts, and then you kind of put a piece of fabric around to kind of cover yourself up. Yep. So you're hiding from the deer. You're usually standing or sitting, watching over a place where you know the deer are going to walk by. Yep. Those can be kind of sketchy. Duck blinds. Or another one, right? Yes, you ever right. been in a duck blind? I've not been in, but I saw one the other day that had a full kitchen in it. Okay, well, this is not okay. <laughs> these are not the duck blinds I'm thinking of. But these are all covered usually in reeds yeah. and grass. And then another one I've been in before is a goose blind. Mm-hmm. And the goose blind's in the ground. Yeah. And, the, and you have basically a big lid, lid over you that's made out of corn husks. And when the geese come flying, you flap that thing open yep. and you... And you start taking your shots at them. And that, but those are the most rudimentary kind. Yes. But there's, like you say, we can get some fancy. Oh, yeah. We can get some fancy things now. Yeah. Yeah, people build almost little houses up in the, up in the trees. That's right. But, you know, I don't know if women or girls did that, built clubhouses. I mean, like, the closest thing I can think of are the she sheds now. Yes. Which are, I guess, gardening sheds or... Well, I mean, I don't really know what they are. My, my my aunt has a she shed. What is it? It is a shed. Mm-hmm. It's probably um, an eight by twelve type. Maybe it might be eight by eight by sixteen, eight by twenty. It's a pretty mm-hmm. big shed, right? Mm-hmm. You would normally be able to as um, barn style doors, where where you'd normally be able to drive in your small lawn tractor, but no mm-hmm. lawn tractors in the she shed, right? right? So it's got it's got a it's got a real door. Mm-hmm. It's got real windows. It's got a real air conditioner. Is it like a window, reading nook or something? Window unit, and she's got a couple workbenches mm-hmm. where she can do art, uh, crafts. Right. She has a nice chair where she can sit down and read and get away from it. She has storage, really nice, intricate, delicate storage for all her mm-hmm. brushes and things that require craft. So as she said, and I can't say the word. <laughs> she she yeah. It's shed. easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah. As she said, 
Yes. Yeah, so, so a she shed is a real thing, kind yeah. of like our man caves, right? Yeah. We have so, man. Well, I don't have a man cave. Do you have a man cave? I uh, no, but I did build a shed. I feel like if we you had a man cave, we'd mm. be in there and not the, in the kitchen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> recording as we speak. If I build a man cave at this point, it will probably be a studio. A studio, or at least okay. partially a studio. Right. Sound studio. Padded walls. It'll become the actual Camel City studio. That's right. I did build a the, the shed I have in the back though is a pallet shed. Right. I remember when you, you told me when you start building yeah. that. So it's completely built out of scrap. Right. Oh. Is it um, now? I, I, don't, I haven't seen it lately. Is mm-hmm. it all fully enclosed? Mm-hmm. Well, so pallets pallets don't have walls, right? Yeah. Pallets are. I did. Pa- did you I purchased some siding. Now that I say that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. And I didn't side the back. You didn't side the back. Mm-hmm. No, so why'd you side in the other side? Just to <laughs> keep from getting kicked out of the neighborhood. You can't see the back. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I did the other sides were just for my neighbor's sake. I got you. Yeah. All right. So when it snows, it'll blow in a little snow in the back. Yeah, we get a lot of snow here in North Carolina these days. Yeah, no, the uh, yeah. So obviously, when women do this, they do it much better than we do it. I think so. Now, then we also talked about tiny houses. I think that'd be the other equivalent. Is that just upscale? That's that's kind of the the upscale tobacco tobacco stick. Yeah, house. yeah. It's the back. Of, yeah, right. Yeah. You have a loft in there. Yeah. Like you say, full kitchen. Yeah. You know the thing that often mi- they miss on the on the tiny house is the mm. toilet situation. Yeah, I don't think people think about that when they, because most of them are moldering toilets or composting toilets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's just not what you want to be living next to. Yeah, I've you know you've used those and I've used those on the trail, the moldering toilet toilet especially where you throw in. Duff leaves and leaves and stuff. That's old sticks. That's and, uh, hardcore. Yeah, right. And that's what some of these tiny yeah. houses use, right, as their toilets. And I don't know. People don't think about it. I don't spend a lot of time. I had a friend uh, rent an RV, and they mm-hmm. realized you just don't want to use the bathroom in the RV because now right. you're in the RV with the bathroom. Yep. Yeah, I don't think people think about like water and electricity and those are good things. Plumbing. When you think about a small house, that's or right. tiny house. Those are good things. Oh, I, I'm it's all for it. It's the toilet. It's the hard thing to live live close to. Yeah, because you kind of have that also, like um, when you're in the dorm too, where everything's in the same area. Right. So, well, um, I know it didn't sound right, but I think we have come to the end of this episode. Well, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. And by the time we publish this particular podcast. We'll have, Cecil, 10,000 downloads. I know. 10,000 downloads. 10,000. Thank you for each and every download, whether yes. you listened or not. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you just kind of played it incessantly in the background, <laughs> hey, we'll take that as a win. That's right. If, if this is your first time, if you're number 10,001, we thank you too. Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. And at the time of we published this particular podcast, We'll be at 10,000 downloads. It's hard to believe. 10,000? Good grief. That's a lot of downloads. That's, so whether you listened or not. Yeah, we just played in the background. Yeah. Hey, we thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Hey, if this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button? There's a little check mark on Apple Podcasts. That's how you subscribe. Well, you know, in 10,000 downloads, that fits our whole podcast. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right that we would have done something and now we've got $10,000. That's right. Also, consider leaving us a review or giving us a rating. 
So That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter is your other host and our web designer, our barista from time to time is Camille. Ella is in charge of our Instagram. Emily is in charge of our graphic design. Giorgio Tess, our merchandise. Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Stay curious.